Hello and welcome to Midweek Devotions. My name is Costa and it's great that you can be joining us today. Today is the time for us to be in God's Word throughout this week and to be doing it together. Over the past few weeks we've been looking at Messianic Psalms, Psalms that point forward to who Christ is and what Christ will do. Today we're looking at Psalm 40. Now, here's a fun fact. You 2 used to close every single one of their concerts by singing this psalm. So for an old-timer like me, every time I read these psalms, I can't help but break into song. Not that I'm going to do that right now, but I remember all those concerts singing along with the band. So after this midweek devotion, feel free to search for U2 song simply called 40. But in the meantime, let's read this psalm together. Psalm 40. For the director of music, of David, a psalm. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false God. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, Here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, Aha! Aha! be appalled at their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, The Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. When you think about it, no one really likes waiting. I mean, people like reading or gaming or gardening or relaxing or spending time with friends and family. Some strange people even like K-pop, but no one I know has ever said that they really love waiting. Standing in queues? Love it. Waiting for that train to arrive? Best thing ever. That call from the doctors? Can't wait to hear from them. No one likes waiting. But sometimes God makes his people wait. Uh, We wait for a prayer to be answered, uh, for a thing you're going through to be over. You're just tired of feeling a certain way. Sometimes God makes us wait. And in this psalm, it's all that David can do. Psalm 40 is a song about a new song, 
a song God has given him, a hymn of praise. But before David can sing, God seems to be silent, because God makes him wait. And it's really all that he can do. In our English Bibles, the psalm begins by saying, waited patiently. That is, you've got two different words. And we can be tempted to think, I guess God's trying to teach me to be patient. Patience is a virtue. I've got to learn to be patient while I wait. But in the original language, it's not two words, but the one word twice. It is the word wait that is repeated. And therefore, the first line of the psalm can be translated, I waited, waiting for the Lord. Or even simpler, I waited and waited. So for all we know, David didn't wait patiently. What we do know is that he waited and waited. And we don't know how long David waited for. It could have been a week, a month, who knows? All we know is that he waits. And to make things hard, where he's waiting isn't great. When David writes, I waited here, well, here is a terrible place because it's muddy, it's miry, it's a mess. Uh, It's a result of something he's done and something that others have done to him. David's in a mess of his own doing and someone else's. And that's where God lets him wait. But whilst he waits, David knows who he's waiting for. And that makes all the difference. Waiting is easier if you know who you're waiting for. For example, if you're waiting for a friend to come pick you up, well, that makes waiting easier, even if they're running late. It's because you know who they are. It's because you have a connection and a relationship that enables you to wait. Well, in the same way, David knows who he is waiting for. And we'll see that makes all the difference. And whilst David waits... Well, it's given him time to think, to think about his relationship with God. Uh, David's in this mess because, well, he's in this mess. And yet we see that David desires to get things right. David has a great desire to do God's will. And so for us today, uh, sometimes all we can do is wait for a prayer to be answered, a feeling of hurt to fade away, a result to go our way. Or maybe today you feel that you just keep stuffing up, that at times you get things wrong. And we can say things like, oh, I was doing so well. Well, like David, we want to get things right. We want to do God's will. Well, the good news of Psalm 40 is that it points forward to Christ, to how he always did God's will. And by that will, we have been made right with God. Christ makes our footsteps firm, sets our feet on a rock, And because of Christ, we have a new song in our mouth. And that one day, we will sing together in the new creation. But in the meantime, we wait and wait. Now for David, whilst he waits, uh, it's given him time to think. Or as he says, you have opened my ears. Uh, For him, this period of waiting is a time to pause and reflect on who God is and where he is at with God. Uh, This period of waiting will prove useful for David. As someone once said, God never wastes a tragedy. And I think we know what that's like. Because when we go through tough times, sometimes it's only during those times that we stop and think. Sometimes it's only through tough times that brings our faith into focus. And during those times, it can be a time to learn something new 
or it can be just something that we already knew. So I remember someone uh, uh, approached me after a tough time I had gone through and they asked, what did you learn? Or what did God teach you? What did you learn during that time? And I replied, nothing. I think he was expecting something deep and meaningful and highly philosophical. And so I I answered a second time. Well, I, I learned nothing new. You see, what I knew before that thing happened came into sharper focus during it, and I hope I forever hold on to it now that that thing is over. Well, in the same way in Psalm 40, David doesn't really learn anything new. Rather, he reflects on who God is. You know, this psalm is all about looking back at who God is and what God has done. And so David simply remembers who he's waiting for. And two things about the God who he's waiting for. Firstly, David is waiting for the God who is personal. That whilst God calls a people, God knows the person. David is waiting for the God who is personal. And for us, when we think about the stories of Scripture, who do we remember? It's persons. It's Abraham and Sarah. It's Moses. It's Hannah, Ruth, Joseph, Mary, Peter. Uh, We feel like we know these people. Uh, We are familiar with who they are and what they did. And we can see how God related to these persons worked through them. And so again, God calls a people and God knows the person. And here in Psalm 40, we can see the God who is personal. Look at all the me and my's as the psalm begins. I waited and waited for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth. And so God always relates to his people one to one. God calls a people and knows the person. And so therefore, David knows who he is waiting for, the God who knows him. David is waiting for the God who is personal. That's the first thing David remembers about God. Secondly, David is waiting for the God who is faithful. That is, the God, what God has done and has promised to do. During this time of waiting, David has been able to look back at the wonders that God has done, and based on that history, looks forward to the wonders that God will do, the things planned for us. It's like when you shop online, you buy from someone or a store, and they have great reviews, they've got a great track record, they're the ones that give you confidence in the here and now, you know that they will deliver Well, in the same way, during this time of waiting, David looks back at the wonders that God has done and he's confident that God will deliver again. David is waiting for the God who is faithful. And that's why David won't turn to other gods. You know, he will not turn away, try another religion. David will not deviate, but wait. And the reason why is because of who God is. David is waiting upon the God who is personal and who is faithful. That is who he is waiting for, and that is what makes all the difference. Now, whilst David waits, uh, it's given him time to think. Uh, He knows how much he's stuffed up, and whilst he knows that there are others out there to get him, uh, he can't control what they do. He can only control what he does. And what they've done to him, well, that's between them and God. David seeks to get right with God. He seeks to do God's will. 
And doing God's will, it's much more than sacrifices and offerings. Uh, for us today, by parallel, it would be like, uh, it's much more than just going to church. Much more than rocking up to Gigi once in a while. It's much more than just ticking a box. Because all those things can be done without intent or purpose, heart or faith. And so whilst David waits, he wills himself pledges to do God's will. It's as if he declares, not my will, but yours be done. But as we know, uh, David failed again and again. As the king of God's people, he himself needed saving, let alone them. He desired to do God's will, but he often let them down. And again, I think we know how he feels. You know, we pledge to do God's will, but often we fail. You know, we want to do right, but often we get things oh so wrong. Well, the good news of Psalm 40 is that it points forward to Christ, who always did God's will, and by that will, we have been made right with God. And if you think about it, if ever there was someone who always did God's will, it was Christ. You know, throughout his life, we see someone devoted to God and to doing God's will. For example, when he was tempted in the desert, the devil promised him, Worship me and all this is yours. Yet Christ refused and chose to do God's will. The crowds wanted to make Christ king by force. Instead, he withdrew and chose to do God's will. The religious rulers opposed Christ daily. Daily, Christ chose to do God's will. Christ's friends warned him about the danger of going to Jerusalem. Yet Christ set his face towards the capital. And there one night in the garden he prayed, Not my will, but yours be done. That was Christ's motto of life, let alone this prayer. The next day he hung upon a cross, and those who passed by echoed Psalm 40. They desired his ruin, and they put him to shame. They mocked him, Aha! Aha! He saved others, yet he cannot save himself. Well, they ought to be appalled. Because the reason why Christ didn't save himself was so that he can save us. And that's why the New Testament book of Hebrews picks up on Psalm 40 and applies it to Christ. To whom he is and what he has done. Where David failed, Christ fulfilled what was written in the scroll. And by that will, we have been made right with God. And so in Hebrews 10, it says, Here I am, I have come to do your will. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And so Christ gave himself so that we could be right with God. Christ was lifted on the cross so that we can be lifted out of the mess that we're in. There is forgiveness. There is new life and new start in Christ. And can you believe that you have been made holy once for all? That's something that David could only ever imagine. But that is what Christ has done for us. And in a world where things can be shaky, Christ makes our footsteps firm. As the song says, on Christ the solid rock I stand. And one day in new creation, together we will sing a new song. In the meantime, we wait. And we can do three things. Firstly, remember who you're waiting for. It is the God who is personal. God calls a people and knows you. And God is faithful to his people and to you. Therefore, remember who you are waiting for when you pray, when you cry out. It is to the God who is personal and who is faithful to you. Second, 
seek to do God's will. Not just, just to tick a box, rather to do God's will in all of life. Finally, remember where you're heading. Uh, this world can be a bag of hurt, but God has put a new song in our mouth, a foretaste of the new creation, and therefore we can be comforted knowing where we're going. In the meantime, we wait and wait. And although no one really likes waiting, just like David, we know who we're waiting for. Let's pray. Dear God, uh, help us to wait well. Uh, we pray, we cry out for help. We ask that you would deliver us through tough times. Uh, help us to know whom it is that we are praying and waiting for. Uh, thank you that you know every one of us. Thank you that you've brought us together as your people so that we can help pick each other up. And help us to know that your personal and faithfulness, it just collides in Christ. Um, in him we can see how truly personal and faithful you are. Thank you that he did your will, and by that will we are saved, we have been made holy, and so remind us uh, that our footsteps are firm, uh, it is on Christ and his work, not ours. And we look forward to seeing his face. We look forward to singing together with all of God's people throughout the ages in the new creation. Uh, in the meantime, we wait, and so teach us to wait well. We ask all these things in Christ's precious name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today in Midweek Devotions. I hope you're able to tune in next week where we spend time in God's Word and do that together. Until then, remember the God whom you are waiting for, the God who is personal and who is faithful. Until next week, take care.